0: Hey guys, what's up? It's William the Opinion Updike here with Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network, joined as I am every day that we do this podcast (laughs) uh, by my best friend, Charles. Positive Chuck Mockler. Yeah, it is positive Chuck today. Nice. Uh, So we got a pretty great show for you guys. Our Wednesday segment, as per usual, is Parallel Universe, or what could have been Wednesdays, uh, where we bring up a significant moment in Clippers history and discuss a little revisionist history. What could have happened? Yeah, who,
1: who doesn't love revisionist history? Yeah, I mean...
0: <laughs> uh, so, aside from that, we got some a little bit of general NBA talk, and yeah, we'll wrap it up with a little bit of uh, Clippers news. Yeah, let's do it, guys. All right,
1: so the first big thing, kind of league-wide news, I guess is more league, bigger than league-wide, The NBA, NCAA, and the Players Association have all extended their support of USA Basketball and the Junior National Team, which I was kind of like, okay, so we assumed you supported them before. Yeah. (laughs) uh, What this means is that uh, the NBA and NCAA and the Players Association are going to provide health and wellness training to around 80 of the top high school players uh, of each year. It's gonna be like life instructions, how to navigate the college recruitment process. And the thing that I thought was kind of cool is also
0: like sessions for parents. Yeah, it seems it seems very interesting. Now is this a current program that they're just going to extend, or is this a new addition to their support?
1: I from what I could gather, it just seems like it kind of was a program, and they're more so just like fully backing it now.
0: Interesting. Uh this differed from Is it optional?
1: I don't know. Oh, like, if you're one of the kids, can you be like, "I don't want to be a part of this"? I mean, I think it should. I'm saying
0: that I think it should
1: be mandatory, but yeah. I mean, I hope it's not optional because those kids, with how young the NBA is getting, those. If kids, I was in high
0: school and I was really good at basketball,
1: uh, I'd say I know I already go to enough school. <laughs> I don't come here to play school, as Kevin Durant once said. Uh, it seems good. It's better than because there was that NCAA kind of weird rule rollout a couple like a month or so ago yeah about the agents that had the agents that had no like the NBA didn't know that that was happening no one knew that was happening other than CAA yeah so this feels like a really positive step that everyone's on the same page
0: and it's also not like as murky they're not just saying to the top elite high school athletes with no like parameters of what that means top 80
1: top 80 firm cutoff firm cutoff Seems good. It seems like it's a good piece in place to get rid of the one and done rule.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, seeing this as more of a bridge from high school into yeah. into the league or into a developmental league. Um, yeah, I mean I I agree. I I don't know how much we have to really argue on this. I feel yeah, like Yeah, it's just uh, like a
1: good it's, it's one of those just, few
0: things where it's like, yeah, everyone's on board with this. <laughs> yeah, it just seems it seems like a good Um, It seems like a good program. I think, you know, including parents in on that kind of stuff is really good. Because I feel Um, like also, especially in some
1: scenarios, like say it's a single mom or a single dad situation, there have so many other things going on in their head. Yeah. Other than like what top school your son is going to play a year at and then make millions of dollars after. Yeah. Like, so I think the parent education might might be the most important part of it. Yeah. For me. Um, you don't think the advice is just take whatever college gives you the biggest offer? It might be. <laughs> now that like, there's more transparency, it'd be funny if they were just like, look, <laughs> like take the biggest offer you can possibly get. It'll be good. I think we're going to see. I think this ushers in. This is ha- going to help to usher in kind of a new, more financially and like impact-savvy generation of players.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's... I think that it's really positive to i mean i guess what i was thinking about when when i first when you were first telling me about this is that it it almost reminds me of like a trade school or something oh man that's totally that i never thought that's so good if you want to do something that's super specialized that has like one union go here you you go to a very specific school and there's very specific steps that you go through and i see this as being like a similar like it's a trade there's one one union that you're in if you want (laughs) to operate at the highest level so like you can, they have the advantage of like, this is exactly what you do. And like, this is, this is, you know, how you can invest your money. This is how much you should try to save. This is, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. This is how you should take care of your body and how you should eat if you want to have longevity. Um, so yeah, I, I, I see it as being like a trade school, which I do think is positive if that's the industry. Absolutely. You're trying to work in. And if
1: they're going to make this even more transparent, take out the one and done, let them know what it really is. Like in the NFL, there's like a rookie, you know, and the NBA has a like that's a rookie camp where they kind of go over like the perils and stuff like that. But that's only after you've been drafted and like you've already kind of gone through a lot of the hullabaloo of like choosing a school and all that stuff. Mm. So this is like such a nice pre like a precursor to like just how nuts everything is about to get for these kids. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see what kids come out of it cuz we're just going to I mean I think I've said this before, but I'm pretty sure basketball is going to save the world, <laughs> and educating these kids who are going to have millions of dollars—it's just the best possible outcome. Definitely. I hope we see a drop in the rate of athletes going broke in really stupid ways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. That's it's such like, a preventable thing, and always such a bummer. Yeah, it's the guys who are in tough situations who get into tougher ones. But that's pretty much the big NBA stuff. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about what could have been Wednesdays, which we got a pretty good one this Concer- week.
0: Concerning a, a draft pick.
1: Yeah, a pretty recent draft pick. I like trying to keep these a little recent. Um, before that, though, guys, crunch time for fantasy football is coming up, and Lockdown is delivering. Uh, Lockdown Networks just added a brand new fantasy football show. Believe it or not, it's called Lockdown Fantasy Football 24 7. They really f-
0: do it for 24
1: hours a day? Man, I wish. <laughs> That's a <laughs> that lot of be, pod. It's a lot of pod. Fantasy Football 24-7 will give you the latest trends, hot roster moves, and where to get the advantage. Plus, Ethan Turner, the injury expert, gives you the edge. Lockdown Fantasy Football 24-7 is here to help you win the league. I will be listening to that before my draft on Tuesday. All right, we are now going to get into What Could Have Been, which this one's nice. I like the old What Could Have Beens, but the recent ones I feel like are a little more, feels a little fresher. A little more pertinent, Yeah, maybe. This one is regarding the 2010 NBA draft. Not really considered, like, it's a pretty good draft. John Wall was taken first. Mm-hmm. I think Boogie was in that draft, too. Um, and so were a couple guys we're about to talk about. The Clippers selected Al Farouk Not a bad pick at the time, you know? Yeah. I guess. It's like one of those, like, oh, okay. It wasn't a colossal whiff.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, he's still in the league. Yeah, he's still in the league. It was almost a decade later, you know, which you can't say yeah, I mean, like, for most less people, than thirty percent.
1: You know, he could have benefited from, or those thirty percent could have benefited from these classes. These young guys are going to get absolutely. Um, so the Clippers selected Al Aminu, and then the immediate next two picks after Al Aminu were Gordon Hayward and Paul George, right? After the
0: Clippers. <laughs> in a row, just back to back. <laughs> right
1: in a row. And it got, I mean, just what could have been with a big three of Blake, DJ, and either Paul George or Gordon Hayward. Like, yeah. that's a three, four, five. That's pretty formidable. Very formidable. Big 3-4-5 and five right there. Yeah, I don't even know who I would want more between Hayward and, and George. Yeah, like that would have put such an interesting stamp on the Clippers' identity. Yeah. I think... 'Cause then of course, you know, maybe they don't get the CP three trade. Because Farouk Aminu was part of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Farouk Aminu and uh, Gordon and Eric Gordon, sorry. Yeah, yes. Uh yeah, you know, went to New Orleans to bring Chris Paul here. Did that? did you said
1: Eric Gordon him and C P both played for Wake Forest. No, Aminu. Aminu played for Wake Forest. Yeah. Are they playing the same team at any point? I don't think so, no. I don't think so either. Um yeah, I think we maybe still could have gotten Chris Paul if we wanted him. Obviously, things would have been different. But I think we maybe would have removed the protection on the pick that coincidentally ended up being our pick this year. Because was a 2018 pick um, that I think was top three protected. Okay. Or something like that. So I don't know if we would have gotten CP3 if we would have drafted these guys. I think the team would have been too good to maybe pursue getting Chris Paul. Not yeah. like a great team, obviously. But maybe just like a little too good to consider trading, because Eric Gordon was going to be, like, our guy. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not sure what will happen. I would have liked to see those three play together, though.
0: Um. Yeah, both would have been good. I don't know, though. I guess my other question is, um, this was shortly before Doc's tenure. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And do either of these guys, you know, Hayward or George, turn into the players that they are right now under Doc's tutelage? And, I mean, I have to lean towards no. I think with Gordon Hayward, I probably have to lean towards
1: no. I think Paul George is more of like his ceiling is what he decides. That's true. You know, so for him, it's like I think I don't think Gordon Hayward would have though. I don't think he's he would have very much
0: right. to me a system player. You know, he's Paul played, George. No, Gordon, G- Hayward? Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I mean he's the Brad under thing. And then uh, Quinn Snyder is also a great coach. He's played under yeah. two great systems. That's a and really he's done good, really well there. Yeah. Um, I, hmm. And I think we might have brought this up on an earlier podcast, but I have some issues with Hayward's... Um, landing. Yeah, with his landing. it he it, like Every time he goes in the air, his limbs flail about in a way that makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> He's got those noodle legs. Um, and I just feel like the Clippers, hopefully we've shaken it now, but have had a, an injury curse, yeah. and I don't see him really getting getting through that
1: yeah i think he would have just kept the curse going maybe he already had one of the most horrific injuries any of us have ever seen in the beginning of last year yeah i think paul george would have been a way better fit and i also think if this pick would have happened and we don't get cp3 that we see a lot more point Blake. yeah i think that would have been like well you know our point guards are okay they weren't great but it's like we got this guy who can handle the ball so let's run him at point a little bit more
0: yeah that's fair
1: there were some clips online today of Blake Griffin playing at UCLA, hitting this like nasty spinning step back three, and it just kind of brought back memories of like, man, point Blake was pretty tight. The few times that he really got,
0: yeah, I mean, sh- you know, unleashed. I feel like that experiment we didn't really get to see the. I don't think we committed as hard enough to it. I just don't think that we we could. Mm. I mean, like the you know we couldn't really fully commit to it until after chris paul yeah it's like and what then, are you gonna do
1: bench chris paul for more for more, like griffin at he, point <laughs>
0: yeah it doesn't make any sense um and then you know just due to injuries and everything
1: that's, yeah that would have been crazy I mean, Faruk, I mean still in the league but yeah i think paul
0: george would have been the better pick because it went gordon hayward then paul george i mean it's tough to say though like what i you know what if amino is a different player if he stays on the clippers mm-hmm. um yeah, I like I, I guess I don't know how much tall like how much higher I could say his ceiling really is. Um,
1: yeah, the f- Alvaro Camino. It's like yeah, he seemed like a good pick at the time. Paul George in a Clippers jersey would look good though. Yeah, it makes sense. He's like a California dude. I wonder if he'll come is here. Is he from Stockton? Palmdale. Palmdale. Someone had a great quote that. Uh, it makes sense that Paul George chose Oklahoma City over LA because Palmdale's a lot more like Oklahoma City than it is like LA. Maybe he'll be a target after his big contracts up to kind of live his later oh, his years. of the years. Clippers. Years. Yeah, that I'd could be, be fine with an old man, Chris Paul. Seems like his, or Paul George. Paul George. Seems like his game would translate well too. He'd just kind of be like, "Yeah, I'll just shoot." Yeah, he's
0: got such a sweet shot.
1: Yeah, except in I mean, wasn't
0: wasn't really Fallen... No, not playoffs, so much but. in the
1: playoffs and in crunch time and games tends to get a little shaky. Uh but yeah, that was a good one. We're gonna try and do more recent what could have been. Um I actually think we probably Yeah, man, Lob City I don't think would have happened. I think it would have been it would have been good basketball, but it would have been like maybe kind of boring good basketball. Yeah. Like the highlights I don't think the athleticism of Blake and DJ would have been unleashed. Without CP3 throwing those lobs and in his intelligence, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very fair. Man, the drafts. Looking back at some of those drafts, a lot of whiffs. I think we're gonna maybe talk about. We're gonna try and talk about during the season. It's gonna be maybe some during the season stuff. But Right now, it's mostly just looking back at Clippers drafts and just kind of shaking my head at the Wikipedia articles. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. Well, after now we got some just classic Clippers talk. But, what are we in, like, the third week of the preseason for the NFL? Fourth week, I think? Right around, I think it's right around when all the great players start to get hurt right before the season starts. Um, The Lockdown Network is now expanding with college football. That's coming up. Launching soon, shows from Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee in the SEC, Florida State in the ACC, Oklahoma and Baylor in the Big 12, Ohio State, Penn State in the Big 10, and Oregon in the Pac-12 with more to come. Oh, man, I cannot wait for that. UCLA. UCLA. Lockdown College Podcast. Whew, go Bruins! Here, so now Will and I have talked about this. I think what yesterday Will brought this up. Where is Rodney Hood? Like Rodney Hood seems to have one contract offer from the Cavs right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, as far as as far as we know, like as far as what's been reported, the the only offer that's been extended is a $3.4 three point four million one dollar deal for from the Cavs.
1: And it's like he is restricted, so they can match. But this part of the question: Would we want Rodney Hood? Maybe send him an offer. If we get our you know, let's say we get roster cut down, whatever.
0: Yeah, if we have if we have a roster space and let's say we could offer him five point six for one year with a mid level exemption.
1: Yeah. I, I'm saying why not? Why not? Like we talked about this last
0: episode a couple of episodes ago. Small forward is kinda bad. Small forward is we need he, depth. We we could use more depth and like, you know, if Gallo gets hurt, like, you know, the The names underneath there, (laughs) no disrespect, Do not. it gets, gets, I mean, it gets a little thin. Yeah, it's a little, it just gets a little thin. A little thin. Um, Yeah, I would like to see him on there. He's
1: a guy who, uh, Kinetic1, a Twitter user who's pretty active on the Clipper, on our Locked On Twitter, which we love, talked about how maybe Rodney Hood was a guy who kind of suffered from playing on LeBron's team. Like, he didn't really know how to fit into that system. And he'd never played in a situation like that before.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that it was hard for him to come off the bench, which I would also see him doing in a role with the Clippers. Yeah. I mean, maybe still big-time minutes, like maybe still 20-ish minutes. For sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd put him in that
0: range. But, so yeah, I think that that was a hard adjustment for him. I think that he's always been somewhat of an egocentric player. But I mean, in that role, like he, you know, in the playoffs, uh, you know, he did come into his own a little bit more. Yeah, after like the Toronto
1: series, which is the big thing, too, where it's like attitude, attitude, man. Like, I hate, I think most listeners look good. I hate when any professional athlete refuses to play. Yeah, like, be hurt. I'm fine with that. That I would like, I actually think players should probably play less when they're hurt. Um, but don't just be like, I'm above garbage minutes. Yeah, use that to dominate and show why you were a high pick, definitely. Do you think Doc could change his attitude, or do you think that would maybe be a clash?
0: Um, I think maybe not being in as big of a spotlight could be good for him, because mm-hmm. um, you know he, you know the Jazz got a lot of attention last season, and I don't think you know he lost playing time and saw Donovan Mitchell really coming into his own, which I think was really hard. It's such a shock too. No one thought that obviously He's, that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, in Cleveland, like that's, that was the big production. Like that's, yeah, know, that's the team that's talked about on every sports pundit show every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not the star there. And anytime you mess up, like it's still, it's everywhere. That's what I was thinking is that it'd be so hard to be
1: on a team that's constantly discussed, but you are never discussed. Yeah. Like, like I think if you're like City Osmond or something like that, you're kind of used to it because you're like, of new, young, foreign player. But when you're a guy who's a high draft pick, it'd be so, it'd just be so weird to be like, oh, okay. So, so no mention of me or like... Yeah. <laughs> some of that has to play into effect. Also, I'm not sure I'm basing this. Also, this is maybe another product of being on LeBron's team. I'm not sure how handled Ty Lu maybe had that locker room. No. Like, I can't imagine he was like really yelling at guys. Or he was and it was that thing where it was like, oh, you're just trying to show off
0: well, I don't know. He was clearly had a he clearly had a hard time last season. He took some days off Yeah, and it seemed like his health was getting really affected and, and you know, hopefully he hopefully it gets a little bit better for him Yeah, there's uh, so some... and they can stay competitive in the interim um, But Rodney uh, Hood, say? like
1: if he plays well, he's gonna be a steal for three and a half million dollars on Cleveland
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. He's probably the best. He's probably the best free agent still available um, Not Nick young Oh, that's true. (laughs) No, I would put Rodney Hood. I think Nick Young also may
1: have just gotten arrested like two days ago, so
0: I'd maybe put Rodney Hood ahead of him. Um, But yeah, he's like a 3 and D guy that I think would uh, be a good fit for the Clippers right now too. Mm -hmm. Um, And
1: I could see him maybe taking a starting spot. If he started playing really well, it's like the jump isn't that crazy. You think he starts over Gallo? I mean, if he really
0: proved it, maybe, but I'm yeah, not, that's true. I'm not really saying that. If Gallo could, if Gallo keeps his twenty a game, he'll definitely start though. Because I mean, Gallo, he'll start part of the time because Gallo will <laughs> be out. And even even if he's not injured, I mean, I'd like to see him. You know, I don't want to see him play seventy games. Stagger after, the lineups a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would love it if we could. We got to get rid of one spot and then maybe buy out another person.
0: Yeah, so um, Tyrone Wallace worked out with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, and he's a he's definitely a possibility to go there. He'll probably yeah he had, a, like- he had a pretty good season last year. you know, I was definitely impressed with him. Uh, and he was on one of those two-way contracts. but they didn't end up like making him a permanent part of the roster towards the end of the season, which meant that he would have been ineligible for playoff play. So oh. I mean they probably kn- they probably knew that they, you know, we're going to be just outside, but mm-hmm. even so it seems like they're not fully committed to him. Yeah. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if if he Ty has gone. I, yeah. yeah,
1: he was a name that like after the season I think everyone was writing about like this dude's going to be an NBA player. Like he should be on an NBA roster.
0: Yeah. Um
1: So he's gone and then what do you think we just like buy out Wesley Johnson?
0: Buy uh Wesley Johnson buyout would be good. Um Everyone else, I'm kind of like, I want to keep. Yeah, I think we could <laughs> probably shed Jawan Evans.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another name that's been floated around for someone who's not. Um, and team. he
0: was another dude who, like, he he performed pretty well last year. I mean, definitely, like, outperformed expectations. It seemed like he took a little bit of a falter in Summer League, especially, like, his stock kind of fell. Um, summer League always puzzles me.
1: Just because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I hate it because I'll watch it and someone will have, like, kind
0: of a bad game. It's also kind of hard basketball to watch, but I'm sorry oh, to continue. Oh, man. No, you're,
1: that, that actually plays into it, too, because I'm like, what am I looking for here? <laughs> like, am I, if, if I'm looking for guys who understand basketball and the plays and stuff, you're not really going to get it in the Summer League. Yeah, because you, But then you're like, all right, so I'm looking for individual talent. But that also doesn't really matter, because guys like, uh, who was the guy for the Lakers who just like dominated? Josh Hart, who's like not a Summer League player. Yeah. Firmly a pretty good NBA player just playing in summer league. Yeah. So it's like kinda cool to that, but like I just don't know what to look for in summer league.
0: Yeah, I, I it's just a hard I think it's a much harder gauge. Um obviously, you know, those who did well, it's clearly <laughs> gonna carry over in the regular
1: season. Absolutely. Uh, so you would how much would you offer Rodney what, like the mid level exception, five and a half or whatever?
0: Yeah, I would offer him as much for one year, um, you know, under the $10 million mark as we could without entering the luxury tax.
1: Because that also the flip side, if the Cavs really want some, this is putting them over the coals to be Definitely. Like,
0: match it, losers. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, if not, we get Rodney Hood. And I think, I mean, you know, that's even a trade asset at, if you have him on, you know, 5.6 or yeah. whatever. I mean, it's only a year rental, but somebody, will, somebody might pick up that contract for a, a bench unit guy that could. Take you deep into for a the contender? Round. Definitely. I mean, the Cavs really
1: missed them at some points last year, obviously. Um, something came up, another Clippers related thing. Doc recently, just for the first time, talked about the Austin Rivers trade. Um, he just had a few comments on it. The one that I liked was, There's no manual on how to trade your son. Which is like, I guess
0: that's <laughs> true.
1: I guess it's true. Also, from what I've read, him and Austin have kind of a hard relationship just because Oh yeah. he's been his coach for so long and has like been driving him so long so that got me thinking could you play for any of your family members? and they're the coach? and they're the <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no I don't think so I don't think I could either I think I would I think it I mean, kudos to them for, like, being able to still have a relationship. But, dude, that would be terrible to play for one of your parents. It doesn't seem very fun. I never even did it in Little League level, but even the kids I knew who did, they were either A, not well-liked by anyone on the team. Oh, yeah. Or B, were well-liked because they hated their parent coach. <laughs> like, or they're like, oh, no, yeah, no, Steve is cool because he hates his dad when he coaches us. Like, I think that'd be so hard. They both handled that situation super well, though. Like... Austin didn't. I,
0: I yeah. I just can't imagine playing for your dad on a professional level. Yeah, it's very bizarre. I mean, to be fair though, he put himself into that situation. Definitely. Yeah, you chose like Doc. You chose to do all this. Yeah, it's not like, like people were chomping at the bit. Like, oh man, that Austin Rivers. We should we should pick. God, him up. I hope the Clippers get Austin Rivers. Yeah, <laughs> that was never really uttered. That's and, a very good point. And I mean, he did grow as a player and everything, which is you know, which is great. Um, I I think he's gonna do well in Washington. But, I mean, Doc, you put yourself in this scenario. You just did. Yeah. And also, I mean, nobody wrote a book on being GM and a coach, and you still <laughs> managed to F that up. Um, so it's
1: great. We're great. You're great. Everyone's great. Uh, yeah, Let's. here's to no more father-son duos on the Clippers. We've been 0 for 1 so far. Unless it's LeBron and his son. Yeah, unless it's LeBron and Brandon, <laughs> Jr., which I'm fine with. Uh, lastly, just some Blake Griffin news. Blake Griffin was recently on an episode of Roast Battle with Jeff Which Ross. Which I roll.
0: Just, off, just yeah, immediately. It, just let it go. Seems like a terrible show. It
1: is. I know a couple of who wrote for that show. Good guys. You guys are great. Everything about else about that show, not my favorite. Um, Blake made a Clippers joke. He was roasting Jeff Ross, who is a bald man. He said, Jeff, you are bald. It's a great setup. And then he says, looks like we both got effed over by the Clippers. Hey. hiyo, Man, so sorry we effed you over by giving you $150 million. Um, no, I'm fine with the joke. I just feel like there's so much Clippers slander going on right now that
0: it just adds to the like... Also though, like... I mean, I don't mean to ruin the illusion of this show for anybody listening, but like this was written in a room by a group of 15 people yeah. and then handed to him before the taping. And campaign. he was like, I like it. So it's not like it's not like he was like lamenting the Clippers. It was people like, oh man, what could we say th- yeah. about the Clippers? Oh, they also cut hair. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not on the bus like an eight mile writing down these rhymes trying to get out of the nine to five. No. Um, oh man, kind of branching off, he dated a Kardashian, correct? Yes. Uh, ben Simmons... Just recently, for the second time, I believe, during the off-season, got cheated on by Kendall Jenner. Oh, wow. Yeah, again, for the second time. Truly I was unaware heartbreaking. of this. Yeah, I only saw the tweet about it. God, I hope those two ki- crazy kids make it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything else that you would like to add on this what-could-have-been-Wednesday,
0: colon, parallel universe Um... No, no. I think I think we covered pretty much everything.
1: Covered everything. We got to, we got the voicemail line set up. I tweeted out the number earlier. Call us guys. We're Can't not going to answer, but we'll listen to your voicemails.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I have been Positive Chuck Mockler and I'm William the Opinion Update. Thanks for tuning in guys.